Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It, it looks something like this. This is Power Couple Financial Podcast with Ariel Gonzalez from Arrive Financial and Insurance Services and his wife, the 403B doctor, Adela Gonzalez. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Ariel and Adela provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Power Couple Financial Podcast with Ariel and Adela Gonzalez. Hey everybody, welcome to the Not Your Average Financial Guy Podcast. This is Ariel Gonzalez, your host, and I am Not Your Average financial guy. I am here alongside two of my buddies, two of my friends, two of my business partners, Eli, the VP of Arrive Financial, and Randall, who is the marketing director of Arrive Financial. Say what's up, fellas. What's up, everybody? How's it going, everyone? Who, who's who? Hey, I'm Eli. I'm, I'm Randall Swoboda. And we're going to have a conversation today because there's a lot of things that go on when it comes to retirement. And just to be honest, a lot of people aren't saving for retirement, right? That yeah, is true. That's true. So, so, so what's our topic going to be today, you guys? What, what are we going to talk about? You know, today we're going to talk about the top 10 reasons why people are not saving for retirement. The top 10 reasons why people aren't saving for retirement. Now, the crazy thing about it is, um, so just so you guys know, Eli and Randall have both been in, in the financial services industry for f a little over five years. And you would be surprised at what people can come up with as far as why they're not saving for retirement. Right, Randall? Yeah, it's big time. A lot of people are not saving for retirement. But but have you heard any like, I mean, there's some crazy stuff out there, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, you've actually, we've heard some uh, outrageous ones. Uh, people saying that they're, they haven't even thought about retirement. They're too young. Um, they're too old to, to start saving for retirement. I, I think even Eli was talking to me about um, one of his clients said that he was waiting to hit the lottery. Yeah, he was uh, w waiting to hit the lottery. Um, and I, honestly, I'm like, I, I, like if you guys know me, I'm always playing scratchers, right? Right. But to me, that's just for fun. That's just something fun. If I win five bucks, ten, ten dollars, it's just to keep my my itch from going to Vegas. That, that, that's pretty much it. You know? Yeah. I, I like going to Vegas. So. Yeah. It, it kind of takes care of that itch for me. So, but I'm not banking so, on. So Eli, are you trying to tell me winning the lottery is not a sound retirement plan? Not no. at all. Okay, you, you look at the statistics, right? So hold on, hold on. Don't spill the beans. I don't want you to okay, tell right. us statistics <laughs> yet. I'll hold back. I'll hold back. So, so check this out, you guys. He actually did some homework, and and I'm like, when he was telling me the story about his client talking about the, the their plan actually was to hit the lottery. I said, Eli, did you did you sit down and talk to him maybe a little bit about what the chances of the odds are of actually hitting uh, the lottery? And so we're, we're going to kind of cover that stuff today, you guys. It's going to be a very relaxed topic. We're going to have some fun today, a very loose topic. Yes, this is a serious financial podcast, but we don't take ourselves too seriously. We want to make sure we have fun with what we do and share good quality information with our audience. So 
always remember you can always reach us at contact us at arrivefinancialservices.com you can uh, um, get with us on our Instagram pages or arrivefinancialservices.com um, website so with that being said let's go ahead and get into it you guys we're gonna go over the top 10 reasons people say that or the top 10 reasons say that people are saying that they're not saving for retirement and so the first one that we're going to go over is is what Eli what is that uh, the low income people saying that they don't have enough money to put away for retirement and uh, you know again looking at uh, what the um, national poverty level is roughly like you look at a household of five two adults and three children the average household for poverty level is $30,000 a year. Now, I grew up in a uh, low-income housing development. Yeah, yeah. Where? Where'd you grow up at? Um, I grew up in Fillmore. Okay, Fillmore, California. Fillmore, California. For the, for those Shout guys, out to Fillmore. Yeah, the, for those of you guys that don't know where that's at, it's it's a, it's a, just about maybe, what, 20 minutes from Oxnard, California, Ventura County? Yes. Right, is I, Fillmore part of Ventura County? Yes, Fillmore is part of Ventura County. Okay, yeah, I wasn't so it's, sure. It's, it's like uh, 15 minutes west on the 126. So Fillmore's the, Fil, Fillmore is the hood part of Ventura County. <laughs> Like Bakersfield, no, 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 no. <laughs> actually, I, actually, Fillmore is a very beautiful. Town. It is. It is very it's a beautiful. Very beautiful you guys. town. Very a lot of hardworking people in that town. It's just unfortunately, I see that there's a lot of like the wrong mentality in that town. Mm, mm. So like the, the the area where I grew up, it was a low housing, and for example, I don't have to go too far. My my own parents were offered positions where they're gonna earn extra money um, as a manager or supervisor. Yeah. And they would refuse them because they didn't wanna lose the, uh, the, the, the assistance that they were getting uh, for uh, the low housing. So where they were basically putting a cap on how much income they were able to earn per year because they didn't want to lose that that assistance. So, so you're saying that your parents, even though they could have gotten, they were offered positions to advance within whatever company they were working for, they didn't take it because they were afraid of making too much money that they were going to lose the help from the government. Yes, yes, and and, and it 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 took uh, um, a financial uh, decision or a finan- uh, an event in the um, in my parents' life or in our life. To for us to get out of uh, that housing development and um, remove that cap. Now my mom runs a successful uh, daycare business. Mm-hmm. Um, she's looking at different ways of how she can earn extra money versus yeah. um, being like, oh no, I can't, I, I can't take any additional kids because I'm gonna lose so. So completely, di- so a, really a, a, a different mindset from when you were growing up with them. Yes, completely different mindset, and 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 uh, and a lot of times when. I sit down with somebody that I met maybe with them maybe three, four years ago, and they're still telling me that they can't afford to put anything for uh, retirement because they're not earning enough. They have to do something to earn additional income. If they like where they work at and it's not a, a, a job that is designed to like earn top dollar, but they love it, nothing wrong with that. It's just they have to figure out a different way where they can get additional income, whether it's starting their own business, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. um, something they're selling Avon or whatever it is, 
they have to do something to get additional income yeah. if they love what they do and it's not a high paying job. Yeah, so basically what Eli is saying you guys is that you can't use low income as an excuse not to save for retirement. Go out there, figure out a way to make some more money and, and at the end of the day, you can only really bank on what you've done for yourself. So number two is, Randall, I'm gonna go ahead and let you handle this one. The employer does not offer retirement. So the second reason out of the top 10, the second reason why most people are, what, what, the reasons why they're not saving for retirement is they're just basically saying, hey, my, my employer doesn't offer retirement, so I'm not gonna save. Yeah, I mean, that's a, a huge one. Uh, people are really not paying attention to, um, there are stuff outside of work, um, but if they are offering it through your work, it's uh, only about 32% of people are saving in a 401k currently today. So you're trying to tell me that, so 32%? Yeah. So you're trying to say out of 10 people that have a, have the ability to save in a 401k at their job, three of them are only the ones that are taking advantage of it? Yeah. It's a crazy I had no idea. Statistic. I had no idea it was even that low. I th I honestly thought if you know people had a four hundred one k option that they would most people would take it. Well, it's just because people are that have that mentality of um, I'm not bringing enough income into the household though I'm setting aside this money for my family. Um, it, it it's just not a feasible thing they feel like they can set aside money. No, I, I think from what we've seen through our 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 time, you know, helping out our clients and talking to people. I mean. Um, most companies do offer a 401k at some point. I mean, right? yeah, um, it's actually a small uh, statistic. Uh, it's only 14% of employers actually offer uh, 401ks. Wow. But okay, so it, it is 14% of employers that offer uh, a 401k plan, but that covers about 79% yeah. of all the workforce. Oh, so the companies that are offering them are ginormous Normous companies. Company, yes. So even though it's a small amount of companies offering yeah. them, they hire a lot of people. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. So that does make sense. That's the reason why I'm like, man, I thought most companies offered them. Yeah. That makes sense. So number three, let's go to number three, you guys. Number three is paying down bills. Now, oh my gosh, I'm going to hit on this one a little bit. I've met with so many clients, you know, when they're talking about saving for retirement, and you know, I've had plenty of people say, you know what, Ariel, I wanna pay off my bills before I start to save for retirement. Now here's the thing, what what do we know about bills? Do bills ever really truly go away? Nope. I mean, no way, right? I mean, at some point there's <laughs> You're always, always something. something. You're always having always. to take care of something, right? Now I'm just gonna tell you the clients that I have had in the past when it comes to, you know, when they gave me the reason for not saving for retirement is that they want to pay down their bills first and they're going to, you know, they'll let me know in a few months or we'll get back together in a year. I get back together with them in a year and their bills are still the same. So in this, in essence, they've wasted a lot of time not saving because they still haven't paid down their bills. I mean, yep. that, I mean, what do you guys say about that? When people tell you guys that they want to pay off their bills first? Uh, well, a lot of people actually, um, America has about, 38% of personal debt. And that's not including mortgage. So you mean like credit cards? Credit cards and student loans are usually the, the so, hardest hitting ones. Wow, so those are what really is what basically drowning people right now. Yeah, what are killing people. So people would rather pay off a credit card. Or student loans. <laughs> or student loans than save even for a hundred bucks a month for retirement. Yep. That's insane. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it is, um, you figure that you know, the average American with $38,000 in, in, in debt, um, they're living beyond their means. 
but most of the time, right? So, like going back to where where uh, where I, I grew up, right? Um, I just went down a couple weekends ago. I went down there, dro drove by, and yes, they li they're living in a in a in a low income housing uh, area, but yet they still manage to have a nice Escalade on twenty four inch rims on there. <laughs> Right, so so it, it's it's Wait, like Escalades are still popular. <laughs> well, I guess it depends, I, 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 right? I, I, it depends like, what you can buy it for. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so so regardless whether do they even still make Escalades? I don't well, even I, have I, no I idea. So, anyway, I have no idea. So whether they bought it when they were popular or not, they weren't cheap, right? That's true. That's true. They weren't cheap. No. So that payment was roughly has to be above five hundred dollars a month. Right. And you know what? Honestly, I hate to say this, but if you're living in a really, let's just say, low-income neighborhood, that usually coincides with bad credit. So normally, if a yeah. person's living in a bad-income neighborhood or low-income neighborhood, their credit is usually bad. So if they have an Escalade sitting in the driveway, even if it's a used Escalade, they are definitely paying, paying more than five hundred bucks a month as a car payment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, easily. Yes. And and again, they're they're they're. They're very hardworking people, but it's just that they 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 want to uh, portray something that they're they can't not. really afford. Yeah, it's just living they, above their means. Living I mean, above the means. So yeah. what what they're doing is is they're spending all their money that they're making, and then whatever they can't afford, they're putting it on credit cards. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, I mean, unless something major shifts within their household or their mindset when it comes to saving for retirement and paying down debt, then nothing's ever going to change. Wow, that's huge. So paying down bills is not a good reason, you guys, FYI, for not saving for retirement. Number four is kids in college. Now, I'm going to tell you, my Adela and I, the four, she's obviously the what I like to call her as the, the 403B doctor. But Adela and I actually have one in his third year in college. And my daughter is about to graduate high school, so she will be in college next year. Now, I will tell you, college is definitely not cheap. And... Do you guys? What do you guys say when somebody says, "Hey, I can't save for retirement because, man, I got kids in college." Well, that that becomes part of not preparing. So, for example, I have a daughter that's six years old. Okay. Right. So, I want her to go to college. So Ruby's six years old right she's now. So she's got right about now. twelve more years before more she goes years. to college. So I'm saving a little right now at what I can do. Right. Not what I'm being told I need to pay because once my daughter goes to college. And if I didn't prepare myself for her going to college, I'm going to be told this is how much you need to pay. But why why is paying for college more important than you saving for retirement? Or is it more important than saving for retirement? It's, retirement I think that depends and, and, on the person. Well, I would say retirement is more important. Me too, 100%. You, there's different ways of how you can go through college. Like I personally didn't take any student loans. I didn't take any debt. So you worked, I, you, I worked, you paid yourself, you, I, I you worked. I paid through going through uh, okay. my college. So I, I think, had, uh, just for a quick, that's a quick note. I think people kind of forget that that's an avenue to pay for college, right? Yes. Like they assume they have to get a student loan. I mean, yeah. I remember, I mean, I, just so you guys know, I didn't finish college, but as I was going, I was working two jobs. And, so and I still had plenty of time to party. And I, and I, st I still had a, uh, a part-time or a little side gig on the weekends uh, working because I during the day, I didn't really do much. Yeah. You know, so I'd just rather go work and then when nightfall, go home, shower, get ready, and go out. So you, I think we're all in agreement that you have to save for retirement if your choice was to save for retirement 
or kids going to get paying for a, you know paying for your kids son or daughter's college because there are other means and ways of kids taking care of their school yes. expenses there's there's um different scholarships that people can apply there's websites there's tons and tons of money free that besides the uh the uh, the financial aid on the grant side there's ton of free money i actually uh, have available a um, i actually have a story of um my high school uh uh, history teacher actually um, was telling me, oh, well, there's a lot of places you can actually go and get little grants. Um, and he actually, every single year to pay for school, he actually went to every single bank he could think of and would go in there and get, um, fill out like a, how to write a letter to the bank and saying, hey, I, I actually saw you guys' grant um, online and I wanted to apply for it. So you have to write like a, a story about where you're, you're from and kind of a little bit about yourself. And then they actually pick each, uh, each year uh, someone to uh, give this grant to. And he actually would get every year because not a lot of people were looking and doing their research to find stuff out there for uh, availability of finding those grants in uh, different places. That and dude, that's to. huge because yeah. you're right. I have heard, I got a friend that actually works with the company right now and their job is uh, to specifically help kids out in that area. And he tells me all the time, I have lunch with this gentleman probably about once a month. And he tells me all the time that there is so much money out there to help kids out with college. But one, he says, people are just lazy. They don't want to do yeah, the work or the kids are lazy. They don't want to do the work. And the parents don't even know where to even to even get the, the, the information from. Yeah. Look, look, when I was working um, for the Department of Education in the Financial Aid Department, I would tell students, look, you can go to this website. They're going to give you the criteria of what you need to do to apply for that scholarship. And one of them was an essay, right? Most of the time, that essay, which it was like a, a one-page essay, they did not move forward applying for it because they didn't want to do that essay. Now, when I was going through college, I paid or used scholarships. One of the scholarships that I applied for, and I remember specifically, because it was kind of odd, it was for a son of a plumber. My dad is not a plumber, right? My dad works in the fields. and But he connects pipe for the irrigation system. So that's kind of like plumbing. So I wrote the essay that he's a plumber working in the fields. I don't know if I was the only one that applied for it or they liked the way I wrote the essay, but I got those 500 bucks. Wow. So it's it's out there. It's just that- You just gotta do the you work. You have to do the work. You have to put the work in. Just like anything else, you have to put the work in. Wow. Wow, so then let me recap you guys. So the top 10, re we're going over, the, just to recap on today's podcast, we're going over the top 10 reasons why people say that they're not saving for retirement. So number one is low income. Number two is employer does not offer retirement. Number three is paying down my bills first. Number four is kids in college. Number five, check this out. Number five is my spouse has a good retirement. I don't need to save. How do you guys feel about that? You know what, that, that's uh, something very common that, that we hear. And uh, unfortunately, most of the time, we, when we want to sit down with um, a person, we want if they're married, we want to sit down with both husband and wife. Um, that way, we can get a good picture of over their uh, their financials. But when we end up sitting with one parent or one spouse, and they tell us that, 
oh, my spouse has a good retirement. My first thought is, what's the rate of divorce? <laughs> right? That's, I was going to say that. I'm like, do they thought. not know that that's a possibility? Now, now I, be, I, I believe that along as there's, there's faith in, in, in God first in every relationship, um, it should be everlasting. But unfortunately, the truth is that a lot of relationships... Eli, did you get a chance to look up the statistic on that? Yes, I did. Wow, so, this guy. So <laughs> according to the U.S. Census Bureau of 2009... 30 to 40 percent of all marriages end up in divorce okay and actually that's that's a good thing because, i thought i thought it'd be a lot higher than that well let, let me it go so, so, oh, so okay okay so, just caveat let, yeah so before it was 50 percent okay of all marriages ended up in divorce okay. now the reason why it's gone down to 30 to 40 percent is that more people are not getting married Oh, so they're like, they're living together. They're living together. Acting as husband and wife. Acting as husband and wife. Just not putting it on paper. Just not putting it on paper. So that has made the divorce rate go down because they they, they end up breaking, it's a boyfriend and girlfriend break up and you and take And you know what, that's a, that's, a, that's a really good point because I think I, I, now that you brought that up, I know uh, actually quite a few people that are living together, have kids, doing the mom and dad thing. But yeah, they're not technically married, you know, by by church or by court, mm-hmm. uh, and haven't officially made it official. So, man, who knows, right? The divorce rate could even be higher. So, basically, what Eli and Randall are saying is, your spouse having a good retirement is probably not the best answer for you not to save. Now, removing divorce out of the picture, right? If your spouse is working and you're working, and you need both incomes. To sustain the household, what makes you think that one retirement plan for the both of you is going to be enough? Yeah, that's true. That's true because then you're really banking on what, right, Randall? You're really banking on one income. One income. When only one. When it takes you two incomes right now to live. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you have both good jobs. I mean, that's one thing. I'm like, oh my gosh. Why not? You make both. You know, five thousand bucks a month. And you know what's crazy, Randall, is that what if that employer for that late or the person that doesn't want to save. What if they give them a free match if they did? Why wouldn't they take the free money? <laughs> free money. Yeah, I'll free, free money all day. So that was number five. My spouse has a good retirement. I don't need to work. Number six is they had to take care of additional family. Now, here's the crazy part, right? There's something out there if you want to Google it. It's called the sandwich generation. Oh, huge. That is where, let's just say like my wife and I are in our, are in our early 40s. Um, that is where a lot of times our our parents weren't the best savers, and so they end up moving in with us. And guess what? Our kids still haven't left the house. So then you got your parents moving back in. Your kids haven't left. You're in the middle. Hence the term, the sandwich generation. So have you guys come across any clients that have parents move back in and par- and the kids still haven't left the house? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that happens a. a- I think Randall, you were mentioning to me that you actually have family that this has happened to, right? Yeah. Um, actually, uh, I was personally one of those people. Um, I actually lived with my parents um, before I got started in the financial uh, realm. I actually had a job. I was doing good, and uh, uh, I, I took an opportunity to change my life and wanting to uh, grow in a different direction instead of working for someone else, work for myself. Um, so I moved back in with my parents and um, actually my uh, grandparents, uh, my grandpa had a stroke at a young age. Uh, well, to me, a young age. Um, and how old was your grandpa when he had a stroke? Uh, he was 
75. So he was 75, right? So he had a stroke, so he wasn't able to take care of himself. Yeah. So um, he he could still, you know, do his things. He actually didn't even know he had a stroke, um, to be honest. Um, And we finally got him to go into the doctor to see what was going on. And they told him, hey, you had a stroke. Uh, It could have been years ago you could actually have a stroke. So um, he actually moved in with my parents, and they had to take care of him. Uh, He actually... They've actually lived with multiple of their kids because it just of different situations, um, you know, financial or um, just butting heads. So then your grandpa moved back in with your uncle. Yeah. So they lived with my uncle for and probably he, and about your, a year and, and a your half. uncle's kids still lived in the house. Yes. Uh, a couple of his kids. So then yes. your uncle and his wife had the, 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 I mean, I hate to say it this way, but the financial burden yeah. of taking care of your grandparents and still having to take care of his kids. Yes. On top of their own personal. Yeah. Uh, also, my grandpa only had uh, was only getting Social Security, um, didn't have any type of retirement set up. Um, so do you know more or less what your grandpa was getting? Ballpark, just I think he was making about fifteen hundred a, a month. Uh, well, that's actually not bad for Social Security. I mean, yeah. I've well, I mean, he worked for shoot. 40 something years oh, okay so he put so into the 40 he, something he, years yeah he busted his butt he i mean he is honestly the the guy that i actually look up to the most because he he's just put in he so much effort um into working his butt off and making a difference in his family and and um taking care of his kids yeah he had seven kids so i mean yeah he, he, had, to. he had no choice and actually four kids moved in um after he actually is a sibling uh, one of his brothers um, and his wife actually passed away, so he took in four other kids. His brother's kids. Yes. Wow. So daughters. I so mean, sisters. So kids. having additional family, I mean, to take care of, I mean, that's a big deal. When when you know you you put your uncle's case for an example, he had his parents move back in. He had the kids still in the house. I mean, that's a lot of financial burden. But uh, the cool part is, is that what a lot of people don't know is there's a lot of different ways to save for retirement. So yes. In Randall's uncle's case, he had a lot riding on his shoulders. Um, but I think, if I remember right, he was still saving for retirement, though, right? Oh, yeah. My uncle, he's um, actually pretty smart um, about wanting to save. So he's really conservative with his money. Yeah, he, doesn't he, like wasting he, it. he really saves uh, every day. He, he's all in, honestly, he doesn't spend outside of his means. He actually is pretty well off. But um, he actually came to me and he's like, hey, I need to start saving more. I'm not putting enough away. So we came up with a game plan for him. So even though a lot of people that we run into, their excuses, you know, they got so many other people to take care of. Yeah. If you really wanted a safer retirement. You could. You could still do it. You, you should. So there you go. So having other family members to take care of is not a valid reason not to save for retirement. Yeah. That's number six. Number seven, your family member got sick and you dip into your retirement fund to take care of whatever bills you need to take care of. Um, man, what do you guys say when, you know, so, so for saving for, uh, for retirement, when a family uh, member is sick, most people, the money that they have saved up is in their, in their retirement plans. So they, they dip into them before they're ready to retire. It's just, it's unfortunate again, that, that people haven't prepared for situations like that. So there are services and products that can help alleviate some of that stress um, if that was the situation, right? So now again, again, it's what's the the uh, the cost of taking care of somebody? Ends um, so up, I believe, it was what three hundred and four thousand dollars for yeah, uh, uh, lost income. Yeah, lost income from somebody having to 
you know, take time off from work because of a, a family illness. It was a, actually a one in four Americans are dealing with this today, um, and they're losing about um, $304,000 a year of not work. I mean, not year. Um, in, in the time span. In the time span. Of not working. Is not working. So you said one in four Americans? One in four. So one, one in four Americans has a sick family member at home yep. that they're having to take time off of work to take care of. And whatever, how long it takes, one year, two years, three years, they're losing a total of about three, a little over 300000 a year. Yep. Uh, 300000 yes. for the duration. Yeah. Yes. So, so again, again, most of the time is it's always planning and preparing for the... Um, the, the worst and, and and hoping for the best. So again, it, it, it take time to figure out what do we have in place that if this was to happen, how are we gonna take care of it? And that, that's why we're here. That's why we're offering these, these free podcasts is so you can prepare yourself and figure out, we're going through the top 10 reasons why people are not saving. Are you using one of these excuses or reasons to not save and if you are reach out to us and they can reach us at uh, uh, contact us at arrivefinancialservices.com and we can help you put a plan together before it's too late so you're trying to talk about the plans that we offer where you know if a person gets a heart attack stroke or cancer how we can use an insurance company's money to take care of the family as opposed to dipping into retirement. Yes. Yeah. Why would why wouldn't you want to use somebody else's money instead of yours? So you guys get that information because that's very important. Eli hit on a great point right there. It's very important to understand that there are life insurance plans out there that you don't have to actually die to use. I think most people have the misconception of an old type of life insurance where it really only covers you if somebody passes. The new type of life insurance offers you what they call living benefits. So those are benefits that you can use. And the, there's a, a bunch of them, but the main three that people actually associate with that are, have, have affected people greatly is a heart attack, stroke, and cancer. These life insurance policies will actually allow you to use your coverage amount even if somebody just gets sick in those areas. That way, you don't have to dip into your retirement to pay off those medical expenses. You can use somebody else's money to do that. So let's move on to number eight. Number eight is I'm too old to save for retirement or I'm too young. I got people that are saying 18, I'm Ariel, I'm 18 years old, I don't want to. I don't even want to save 50 bucks a month and I got people that are saying, Ariel, I'm 55 years old and that's already too late for me. What do you guys say about that? Well, to the young person, listen to what the old person is saying, right? Don't learn from, learn from somebody else's mistake. You know, and, and it's funny that I, I sit down and like, because I'm, I'm part of the, uh, the, the, the school team where I help out in the 403B sector as well, where I'm sitting down with the teacher in the, in, the, in, the, in the teacher's lounge, and they're telling me I'm too old, and here comes a brand new teacher got hired the first year, and they're telling me I'm too young. And I just say, did you not just hear what your coworker just said? Yeah, yeah. The funny part is that that same person that's telling me I'm too old at one point said I was too young. That's true because they haven't saved the whole time. They, they haven't mm -hmm. saved the whole time and they probably use some of these excuses why not to save mm -hmm. and now that they're ready to save or, or they pay down their debt, their kids are um, out of the house, whatever the reason was, now they're saying, well, I have to put too much money into retirement to be able to retire. To catch up. To yeah. catch up. So, so Randall, actually, you know, Randall, you actually had a good point because your grandpa, you said he worked his tail off. Yeah. 
But he's lucky that he got Social Security, right? Because he didn't yeah. save it all for retirement. Yeah, no, he didn't uh, save any. So he, he actually did uh, find out later, like really, really late, like uh, probably at 81, 82 years old, find out that he actually did have a small pension through his because he of, used one to of work his for the union. Oh yeah, um, and didn't had he had no clue he had it. So it, it actually brought in that. I think it was actually a thousand dollars he was bringing from Social Security, and then the five hundred oh, was okay. for the pension. Okay. So I mean, sorry about that. I didn't. So it's okay. It but like so that. then, so then your grandpa actually is a great example of somebody yeah. that didn't save when they were young. Yeah. And and didn't like today. Um. Um. I actually was in an appointment earlier and found out that um, one of these uh, lady wanted to meet with us, and I was like, okay. Sat down with her, uh, showed her numbers, and she's already in her fifties, and she's like, oh well. I can't save $400 a month. Uh, that's just outrageous. I, I just can't do it right now. And I'm like, well, I understand. You start where you're comfortable right now, but you do need to increase it as fast as possible because you are already behind. You are in your 50s. Yeah. $400 is not going to make a big difference on your take home, especially if it's going to be tax deferred money. You know, and, and that's the thing. A lot of people where when they... They look at their retirement, whether offered through through their employer, like a 401k or 403b, where it's pre-tax. They think they're thinking that when they're going to save $400 a month, it's going to be $400 less on their paycheck. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it's pre-tax, that's not the case. So, for example, if somebody's saving $100 a month on a pre-tax, their their take-home is probably going to change between $30 to $40. But they're saving $100. So you're talking about like if a person invests for 100 bucks, let's just keep the math simple. If a person invests 100 bucks into a 401k because it's pre-tax dollars that lowers the taxable amount. So really that $100 receiving pre-tax is going to make about a $40, $50 difference on their check. Yes. yes. So they're saving 100 but they're only feeling the effect of a $40 or $50 difference. Yes. So that $400 in the, in the, in the case that Randall was talking about could have been $200. So are you guys trying to tell me that the excuse of being too young or the excuse of being too old is not a valid excuse? It's not, it's, no. it's just being, because <laughs> let's just say it, 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 you are too old, right? You're you're in your 50s and that's not old because uh, people are living longer and people are working yeah, a yeah, longer yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So 50 is not old. You can still save for retirement and we do have uh, products that are income solution products where they say you put this X amount of money, X amount of years, this is what you're gonna get guaranteed for the rest of your life. Yeah, so beautiful. that part goes out the window that I'm too old. You do this for X amount of years, you're gonna get this for the rest of your life. So what Eli's talking about is we offer products here at Arrive Financial where even if a person starts off, let's just say mid 50s, they can put into this product for 10 years and obviously you're gonna to wanna to save more but they can put into a product for 10 years and they will get what essentially wills a, a pension that they're going to build for themselves where they're going to get guaranteed income for life. So when they go to retire, they're going to get a guaranteed set amount forever. Yeah. I even showed her the numbers. Um, and she was like, Oh my gosh, like, um, I've only, we calculated on my phone, showed her exactly how much she would have. It was a uh, $54,000 that she put into the product. And in the first year she actually was going to be taking out more money than she put in. That's insane. First That's 10 awesome. years, sorry. Yeah, first yeah. Ten the, years. the first 10 years, yes. Yeah. Not the first year, you guys, the first 10 years. So that was number eight. Let's go ahead and move on to number nine. I'm not going to get rich fast. 
depend on rentals. What does that mean, Eli? What's number nine? Well, they're they're, they're thinking that they're gonna get rich fast. Again, that was the, that was the uh, I'm gonna hit the lottery that we, we kind of talked about earlier. I'm gonna get rich fast. You know, oh, so way. their plan is like, no, 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 no. I got this idea. It's gonna get me rich fast, so I don't need to save for retirement. Yes. So again, playing playing the lotto. Again, uh, um, if you if you want to um, hit the the mega jackpot, that's your odds. It's one in three hundred and two million of a chance. So you're trying to tell me if a person says, Eli, I don't want to retire. I don't want to save for retire because I'm going to hit the 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 super mega lotto, whatever it's called nowadays. What are their odds again? One in three hundred and two million. So one. you have a better chance of getting struck by lightning twice. So did you guys get that? If your retirement plan consists of winning the lottery you have a better chance of getting hit by lightning twice. Actually, let me rephrase that. Getting hit by lightning three, three. times. Oh, yeah. my three, bad. Three times. The, the, the chances of getting struck by lightning is one in one million. Wow. So, is there a storm, actually, you get out. Yeah, <laughs> you could actually um, have better odds of getting uh, killed by a vending machine. Yes. You guys a look this stuff up. A vending these machine. Are fa- these are facts yes. here, you guys. We we I, I, we Google. So let me ask you, Randall, how the heck would a vending machine kill you? Um, when you know when you get Death pissed by off, Snickers bar. Yeah, when you get pissed off when it's like uh, the food doesn't fall down, and you shake it. Uh, a lot of oh, people like don't it realize. Falling on yeah, you. falling oh. on you. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so the, so so you got a better chance of getting killed by a vending machine yeah. than yeah. you do uh-huh. actually hitting the lottery. One hundred twelve million. That's the chances. <laughs> wow. Now again, again, people usually. Um, um, have other plans as well than besides just saving for retirement and retirement vehicles. Um, people sometimes want to utilize like real estate as a source. So of rental properties, re- cash rental flow. properties, cash flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The problem with that is that if you have low income, if you're trying to pay down debt, if you have a sick one that you're taking care of, before you actually own the property, you have to pay it off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. If you're trying to pay off bills and you have additional bills, you're not going to be able to get those rental properties because you, at the time you need to almost be like they're free to you can. In order for you to have flow, positive cash flow on a rental, you need to be charging higher rent than what your mortgage is. Right. So at some point when people are buying these rental properties with their loan amount, they're actually kind of like break even break, or even losing money even. a little bit. Yeah, they're breaking even or they're putting some. So money it takes in. some time to so really generate that time. cash flow. Right, it's going to take some time to generate. So that amount of money that you were putting in on the on the rental, if you're and that's providing the houses stay rented. Yes, that's that's. There's a lot of factors when it comes yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, if that's a plan that you're trying to do, talk to a professional. I mean, we don't, believe. Don't I mean, Eli, just so you guys know, Eli's entire family, uh, uh, they've been in real estate for gosh, thirty years 30 plus. Thirty years, yeah. So he understands the stuff like the back of his hand. Um, and I believe personally, real estate's a, a big part of your retirement if you do it correctly. Um, but there are a lot of factors that that go that go into it. You have, into you, it. you have to look into it. Really, it's not as 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 uh, easy as like uh, those shows, the million dollar listing. It's not yeah. that easy, and it's not as glamorous. And it's not as glamorous. So, so when it comes to retirement and, and people using the excuse of like, well, I'm gonna build up my rental portfolio, um, you strongly believe that they need to have both. They need to have both. If, if you really want to bank on real estate, you need to have something to back on in case that the market collapsed and now you you're, you have negative equity on your house yeah. and you can't get out of that loan and now you created a, a, 
uh, a negative cash flow on, yeah. on your on yourself, or you're gonna yeah. ruin your credit. Yeah. Um, so you got you gotta definitely look into it, and it's something that you gotta dive in and dissect to the fullest. And not only that, if you're gonna do it, jump in and do it because I've sat down with. Now this is the funny part. We have a client. His wife is our one of our clients. He doesn't want to do anything um, when it comes to a financial products because that's one of his reasons. And I sat down with this person five years ago. I just sat down again. We just, I met up with him again. And five years down the road, he still hasn't even purchased his first rental during those so five, years five years that he lost. So five years ago, you met with him. He's like, no, no, no. My plan is going to be rental, 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 rental. Yes. Five years passed, you meet with him again, and he still hasn't even purchased his first property. Correct. Yep. So five years is gone. Five years gone, he hasn't saved anything. So he could have saved and, at and, least 100 bucks a month. It's yes, something, it's, it's not something. gonna retire him tomorrow, but, but it's something. If, if it was that, if he was saving those $100 a month, he could have had the down payment for his first That's true, that's, that's a good but point. Because he's not saving anything anywhere, he's not yeah. moving forward so execute the plans if you are going to do it move that's, forward that's a good point and so the last one you guys number 10 of why people are not saving for retirement is they're just flat out saying you know what Ariel Randall Eli we are just going to work until the wheels fall off we're going to work until I can't work no more no more and and, and I'm done right well, I mean unfortunately I'm going to hate to I hate to tell you guys this that listening to this podcast that is actually a plan for a lot of people, right? It is. Uh, it big is. Number, yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. If 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 you want to continue working because you get a sense of of uh, accomplishment of fulfillment doing your work, then nothing wrong with that. But sometimes there's other forces that you have no control over. That yeah, you might not work forever. Well, Randall, let me ask you, brother. Um, I know you said your grandpa didn't save for retirement at all. So why did he stop working? Um, he actually just his body just started giving up. on So him. then he really did try to work as long yeah. as he could. And uh, literally, literally. Until the wheels fell off. Yeah, he actually started working. So my uncle actually owns his own business. Um, and so he actually worked with him for probably about 12 years of like the end of his career, uh, the last 12 years. And my uncle had to pretty much retire him because he was falling on the job, getting hurt. Um, so it was just a liability. It just was too hard to. So keep being him that working. he has such like he worked so long, once he retired because he was basically forced to retire. How long was he retired before he passed away? Oh shoot! Just ballpark. Um, I think probably seven, eight years. So then this, so Randall's grandpa, he went and he was one of these guys working hard out there, just taking care of his family. Unfortunately, nobody was able to help him with retirement other than Social Security. So he retired by force, basically, because he was getting hurt and because he was yeah. he was, he was Ill, right? His yeah, body he, was his, his body, body was, was shutting down. down. Yeah. So he was only able to enjoy about seven years worth of relaxed time where he could actually just be retired. Yeah, and honestly, he uh, my grandpa had no hobbies, nothing that he enjoyed uh, outside working. of working. Um, so I think that's what even made him um, deteriorate a lot faster is because he had nothing that he was pretty much living for uh, besides my grandma. Um, and so it's just it's hard to see people do that for so long and not have any type of uh, love or anything outside of work. So you definitely want to um, not only save for retirement, but get some hobbies. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I just wanted to make sure you guys understood that. And as we were going through this and, and everybody kind of share their, their points of view. And so, again, the topic of today's podcast was, was the top 10 reasons, the top 10 excuses that we are getting out there, what we're seeing out there as to why people aren't saving for retirement. And if those of you guys that have listened to the first two episodes haven't realized, we like to keep this podcast kind of loose, kind of just conversational type. Uh, nothing is actually scripted. We are just kind of going off of what we've seen out there in the field um, and, and and just, you know, what our clients are telling us, right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I mean, we're basically just going through here, going through what we hear, what we see, and uh, we're definitely here to help. That's, yeah. that's the main reason why we're doing this podcast. Yeah. The main reason for this podcast, you guys, is that we just do want to bring value. We do want to talk about the things that are facing and what families are facing and what the struggles that they have. And some of it, like Randall's story with his grandpa, some of it through our own personal stories, yeah. where hopefully through our example, you guys are kind of being able to relate to what we are talking about. Yeah. And 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 just use our stories as an example and, and, and use us to get some information. So again, reach out to us. You can you can reach us a, a few different ways. The the first one is con email us to contact us at arrivefinancialservices.com. You can look me up personally on my Instagram, uh, not your average financial guy. You can look up Randall and, 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 and Eli also on Instagram as well. Um, but at the end of the day, utilize this podcast and do us a favor. Subscribe, share, and review. Um, I am learning this game and I'm, what I'm understanding is we've had major successes with our, with our first two podcasts, but please do us a favor and leave a review. So that way we can see what you would like to hear, what you would, what we need to improve on, and and what you guys are taking from the most. So that way we can continue to build on that. And with that being said, you guys, let's sign off. Randall, Eli. Hey, thank you. Thank you, guys. Not only just leave a review, but also tell a friend because you don't know who you might be helping out as well. So tell a friend um, as well. We really appreciate that. Yep. There's always somebody that needs to hear what we're talking about. So with that being said, you guys, thank you so much for jumping on to the Not Your Average Financial Guy podcast. We got a surprise coming next week, so stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Power Couple Financial Podcast. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Ariel or Adela Gonzalez at Arrive Financial and Insurance Services. Call 661-636-6862 or visit them online at arrivefinancialservices.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services offered through Arrive Financial and Insurance Services. Ariel Gonzalez, Adela Gonzalez, and Arrive Financial and Insurance Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.